So we will be in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. And if you want to look at it in your Bibles, go ahead. I think that this is a little paragraph that I probably never would have stopped on and taught from or preached on if we didn't move sequentially through books of the Bible. That's, this is one reason I love working through entire books of the Bible. It's, a, it's just a brief little glimpse into how the Apostle Paul made decisions. And here's why I think it's valuable for us right now. I know right now everybody's just thinking about coronavirus and the economy and how it is trickling down and affecting everything in our lives. I think this is a really helpful couple of verses for us right now. This massive interruption to our normal lifestyle, our normal rhythm of living gives us a great opportunity to step back and look at our life from a different perspective than we, we might normally look at it and evaluate, are we on track here? Are we living and applying ourselves to things according to our purpose that God has designed for us, um, specifically related to decisions? Some of you may have big decisions that you're wrestling with right now. You might have entered into the pandemic already thinking about some big decisions uh, some of you may have decisions forced upon you because of this extraordinary circumstance. And even if you don't have big decisions, you definitely have decisions. We have a ton every day. Uh, even little micro decisions add up to make a big impact on the direction our lives take. Uh, maybe you're, you're having career decisions that you're wrestling with. Should you go for some promotion that will change your life in different ways and have implications? Should you change jobs? Should you... Um, in light of everything going on economically, should you try to get some second job? Uh, you might have decisions related to uh, a child or grandchild who maybe is sort of a prodigal and you've got to decide if you bail them out again or let them suffer their own consequences. You might have decisions related to college, um, majors, which college to go to, what classes to take. You might have decisions, if you're a business owner right now, you probably have some tough decisions about your finances business-wise, should you let people go? Should you find other ways to keep everybody employed but pay less or go half-time? All this is very difficult, and this is life, just making constant decisions. This is how you chart your course through life. Wouldn't it be great if one of the outcomes of this whole pandemic, because we know God is going to be working this along with everything else in our life for our good, wouldn't it be great if one of those outcomes was clarity about our purpose and clarity for better decision-making? Um, I, I think that would be a real blessing. So I think this glimpse at Paul as he is making a decision here will be helpful to us just to see how he, how he went about it, how he decided things. You may have questions related to this um, because it's only two verses and I've got a good bit to say on it, though I'm going to try to be concise so if you have questions, hang around until after, and I'll try to field questions, and we can think together about some of this. But I, we're going to read verses 12 and 13 of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and uh, I want you to notice three things. Paul knew his purpose, he considered doorways, and he considered his spirit. Okay, so those are the three points that the devotion is going to be shaped on. So first, verse 12. 
just a reminder of what he's talking about. He is he has been as uh, Steve and Ron and Jeff have talked about. He's been kind of explaining himself to the Corinthian church as to why he didn't come in person when they thought he was going to. Why he instead wrote a letter. Um, how how important it is to him to restore their relationship and. Uh, they've, they've had conflict, and he's just trying to continue to bring about healing in his relationship with them. And so here he's, he's continuing to explain his thinking, why he didn't come in person when they originally thought he was going to. Here, here we go. He says, when I came to Troas, and I did Google how to pronounce that correctly. When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was opened for me in the Lord... My spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. So for, for our first point that Paul knew his purpose, just look back at the, the start of verse 12. When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ. So he's traveling around as an apostle and he's just crystal clear on his calling and his purpose and his objective. He is to preach the gospel of Christ. Um, now, I, I know that you and I are not called to be apostles just like the apostle Paul was, but we too have been given clear purpose by God in his word. If you're a Christian, you've been filled with his Holy Spirit who empowers you and gives you spiritual gifts, and you've been given the Bible, which includes all kinds of commands and directions and directives of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been given everything we need to have a crisp, clear sense of our purpose in this world. So as we pause during this interruption to think about our lives, this is probably the first place to start. Are we clear on our purpose? Are you clear on your purpose as a child of God, as a Christian, as a man, as a woman? Are you clear on what your objective is in this life? This pandemic could get worse. We could begin to see loved ones get sick. Um, we could get sick ourselves. It is a reminder of something that is always true. Life is short and we want to invest it well. We want to invest our days and our hours and our minutes well because we don't know how many of them we're going to get. Are you clear on your purpose? Uh, the first assignment from this devotion, uh, really I think the only assignment that I put into the devotion is to get clear on your purpose if you're not clear right now. I mentioned last week in one of the daily devotions my little process for trying to stay clear on my purpose. And I actually had to do this just the other day. I think it was, um, I'm looking at my journal now to figure out what day this was. Looks like it was, oh, it was Thursday. It was yesterday, early morning. I had one of those nights where I just couldn't sleep and uh, I was awake at like 2.30 and not able to sleep and finally got up, which was great, though, because it gave me a lot of time for prayer and a good, good, substantial quiet time. And I realized that part of the reason I couldn't sleep was that my mind was just running. It was just thinking through all this stuff, things I could do as a pastor and a Christian, um, trying to weigh that and figure out what's the best stuff to do. And I had to just Stop everything and write down. I'm pretty sure this is going to be reversed on your screen, so you're not actually going to be able to read this. But here's here's my little prayer journal. I just wrote out my priorities. Another way to put it would be my purpose, and just trying to remember the simple, 
the simple things that I know I'm supposed to be doing. So I know I'm supposed to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I know I'm supposed to love people. I'm supposed to love my neighbors as myself. I know that in my life particularly, I am married to Meredith. Nobody else can love Meredith like a husband other than me, so that's a high-priority purpose for me. I know that I am the father, Elias and Lillian. They've got other people in their lives, but I'm the only father that they have, so that's a high priority for me. I know that I'm to pastor Doolin's Grove Church. Um, I, I am the, the pastor of the church, so that's another high priority, and I've got listed what, what pieces that includes. And then family, neighbors, community, the world. I have to do that frequently in order to keep straight on what in the world I'm supposed to be doing because there's so many things I can do in a given day. And I just want to encourage you to maybe pause and do the same thing. Just even if you just only have those first two pieces that we know are true scripturally, love God and love people, that will give you a lot of traction in your life to figure out your purpose. So if you have big decisions, here's the place to start. What am I even trying to do in life? What is my reason for being here in the first place? If you don't fasten that into place first, you're either going to be aimless and just kind of go with the flow and, and float along with whatever situation is, is happening in the, at the moment, or you're going to use the wrong criteria for making decisions. You're going to just go with what's easiest, or you're going to go with what's the most lucrative, or you're going to go with what's the most popular or trendy, and that is not always the right decision to make. So let's get clear on our purpose. Paul was clear on his purpose as he entered into this decision about staying in Troas and ministering or leaving or what he was going to do. Once our purpose is in place, we can really get traction and start moving forward, which brings us to the second thing I wanted to point out from these two verses. Paul, in making this decision, one, he knew his purpose. Two, he considered doorways. Let's look back at the second part of verse 12 for what I mean. Okay, so I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ. Even though a door was opened for me in the Lord, dot, dot, dot. He's about to explain why he didn't stay, but he starts by saying, I did notice a door open for me in the Lord there. I noticed that Troas was a place where I could preach Christ and it be fruitful. And we don't know what he means by that. We don't know if he was starting to see a responsiveness in the people, if he found a place to live there and some some fellow Christians to help uh, help him in the ministry. He doesn't elaborate, but he it was an open door opportunity in Troas, uh, and that's significant in our decisions. Is when facing our decisions, we too are to look for open doors. So let's take an example of, let's say you're approaching retirement age and you have the opportunity to retire in terms of your savings and everything like that. Um, A good question to ask is, is this retiring an open door to fulfill my purpose? Or is, is it kind of irrelevant to my purpose? So if you're marching forward, trying to accomplish your purpose, you're going to have these different decisions come your way, and this is a good criteria. Is Which way is going to better enable me to fulfill my purpose? You might decide, no, uh, even though I can retire right now, and it is an opportunity, uh, I feel like I have more work to do where I'm at in my vocation in order to worship the Lord through my work and serve people. 
or I feel like if I, I would have more evangelistic opportunity if I stayed put in my work right now, or I feel like this is the best use of my energies, or you might um, decide, yes, this opportunity to, to retire is an open door for me to fulfill my purposes because I'll have more time and availability to meet with people and serve people. I'll have uh, more mental bandwidth to focus on my role as part of the, the church, whatever it might be. Paul knew his purpose and he considered doorways. And then the last thing, he also considered his spirit. So let's look at the, the rest of the passage again. Verse 12, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So Paul recognized in Troas an open door to preach Christ, which is his purpose. Yet there was a, a conflict within himself. Even though that was an open door for his purpose, his spirit was not at rest. He had a restless spirit. So he recognized the black and white facts related to the open door opportunity, but he also recognized the more subjective truth about his spirit. He was sensitive to what he was feeling in his spirit. The spirit is immaterial. It's very hard to define. Um, if you're a real analytical person, this is probably uncomfortable territory for you because you like to just line up facts and make factual decisions. Um, let me tell you some things that this is not. The spirit, uh, being sensitive to your spirit in decision making is not following your heart. Um, Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all else. Really following your heart, going with your gut, that's not exactly what is in Paul's mind here. It's also not doing just what seems right instinctively. Uh, Proverbs 16.26 says that there's a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. It's also not doing whatever is easy. So it's not saying, well, yes, here's an open door that I could fulfill my purpose, but it looks dangerous or difficult, and so my spirit is restless. I'm not going to do it. In 1 Corinthians 16.9, Paul says that a wide door of effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. So in that doorway, which he did step through, there was lots of adversaries, and that was just part of the package. That didn't make him restless in his spirit and turn away. So what is he talking about by this restless spirit? Well, there really isn't any scripture that I could find that, that really defines this with the clarity and concreteness that I like. But in context, I think we can piece together what he's talking about. In pursuing his purpose he recognized that he cared so deeply for the Corinthian church, which is why he wanted to meet up with Titus to get a report about the Corinthians and continue to work on rebuilding their relationship. He cared so much for them. And, and since this conflict was still an open loop that had not been settled, he just couldn't function doing the ministry in that open door opportunity until he settled this with the Corinthians. Uh, he, he could not have inner peace or mental peace because his passion for his purpose pointed him another direction. It pointed him back to the Corinthians. And it's, it's very difficult to discern those things. It requires walking closely with the Lord. It requires being prayerful every day. It requires being in the Word so you can hear from Him and He can be shaping your thoughts. But it is something to pay attention to. Christians don't only look at open doors when they make their decision. They also are sensitive 
to what is going on in their spirits related to those decisions. So let's use another example. Let's say um, you and your job have an opportunity for a promotion, but it's going to change your schedule to a swing shift where you're going to have to work some crazy hours that are going to put you on opposite schedule of the people in your life. And you've got to figure out what should you do here. Um, you might say, well, yes, this is an open door opportunity because part of my purpose is to provide for my family and we do need extra income right now. And it will, it will enable me even to be generous and contribute to others in need and the ministry of the church and the kingdom, things like that. And I feel like it's an open door opportunity because I am able to handle, I'm young, I'm able to handle the schedule shifts um, so it is an open door, but you might also feel in your spirit a restlessness about it, about stepping through that door. You might feel like all those open door facts are true, but it puts me out of sync with my family or it, it puts me on an opposite schedule of these young men or young women that I've been discipling and ministering to. And I think it would hinder me there and really... And pursuing my purpose, that's what I'm passionate about right now. You need to weigh that, take that into consideration. For Paul, he ended up going the way of the peaceful spirit and not the way of the open door. Well, one thing that would be interesting to discuss is, was that a right or wrong decision? The Bible doesn't really weigh in on it. It's just how he made this particular decision. I tend to think he could have continued ministering in Troas, and that probably would have still been okay. I don't know that this was a moral right or wrong issue. But in this case, Paul turned his back on the open door opportunity and instead went to settle his spirit by continuing to work on restoring his relationship with the Corinthians. That's what it says there at the end of verse 13. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. Macedonia. 